do, 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 do. Here we go. My name's Todd. And this is Gabby. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 523. Why listen to Zen Parenting? Because you'll feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? And I always remember our motto, which is that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Uh, you just gave me kind of a <laughs> summary. What are you laughing at? You just look like a little doll. You have like a your hood up, yeah. and then your hair is sticking straight up out of the hood. That's the way I roll. That's the way I do it. Do you know that I remembered my glasses and my water today? Good, good, good. So I feel very good organized. Uh, I want to talk about some promotions, but first tell the listeners what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about um, maiden names and uh, <laughs> how... Todd and I got into a conversation about marriage and and why women take men's names and oh, yeah. why we go by Ms., Mrs., and Miss, and also a little commentary about two movies we saw, uh, Marriage Story and Queen and Slim. So this show is really about marriage and companionship. Um, yeah, we're on a roll with the whole um, maiden name thing. So I hope we can recapture the energy that we had when we talked about that. Okay. Because um, I was I was rolling. Well, were you hearing things for the first time or were you just realizing just things? Just another for the realization. First time? Okay. I don't know. Anyways. It kinda it hit you in a different way. Yeah. Um, so but first, uh, we have a conference coming up February twentieth, twenty ninth. Get your tickets now. Pre conference workshop. Uh, one for the girls with Kathy and one for the guys with one for women. Women, and one for the men. Yep. I was going to say guys. You, you know what? It's uh, just women instead of girls. One so for the women yeah. and one for the men. Yes, you got it. Um, and then we have a sex ed for teens talk coming up on January 7th. Huh. Where is it? Celebrating my dad's week, uh, my dad's birthday. <laughs> That's our celebration. Um, Elmer's Public Library. Oh, okay. Good. It's free. We have done a sex uh, education talk there before, and that is for parents, obviously. So you can, st- so if you have really little kids and you just want to kind of talk about how to start this conversation, you can come. Mm-hmm. If you have kids who are starting to ask questions, you can come. If you have teenagers and you're concerned about how to address certain things, you can come. You can also bring your teenagers, make that's, us talk to them. That's the idea. Yes. Um, tribe has a virtual meeting. Tribe men's group has a virtual meeting this Wednesday and a real meeting a week from this Wednesday. So, um, February 11th, is, I'm sorry, December 11th is a virtual and then the 18th is the, so what does somebody do if they want to do the tribe or the Elmhurst library thing? Uh, Elmhurst library, go to zenparentingradio.com and click on events. Okay. And then, uh, for the tribe, go to tribemensgroup.org and click on events and it's all there. Okay. Um, but first, um, a little bit of news that I read in my feed today. Okay. Carol Spinney died. I know. I was so sad. And would you be interested in working with the Muppets? That's Carol. Yes. He did Oscar and Big Bird. Yes. In the day-to-day goings-on of Sesame Street, there needed to be an innocent. Look at that. See, it's got letters on it. A character without guile. His was a child's voice that came from the beak of an eight-foot, two-inch bird. He said the world's full of different birds. I was one of these kind of kids who wanted to do the right thing. That's what Big Bird is always trying to be, is just to be a good kid. What did you think of Big Bird? Well, I thought that um, 
I love that description. Big Bird wasn't innocent because sometimes you could be like, come on, Big Bird. You you Step know what's up. happening. Come on. But that is exactly who the character was supposed to be. And it was like the, you know, that versus the fact that Big Bird was taller than everybody else. And so you assume that he or she did. I don't know if they get into gender. I think Big Bird is a male. But okay. I remember growing up thinking that Big Bird was female. Because really? he had a, he, it was a high pitched voice. Huh. But, but I, it's a kid voice. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So anyways. Um, yeah, that made me sad. <clears throat> That's just the end of an era. And I know that somebody else will be able to replicate a Big Bird voice. Having said that, I just watched a commercial that had Kermit on it. Yeah, wasn't the same. Man. So we've lost Jim Oz, or excuse me, Jim Henson a long time ago. And he used to do Kermit and everybody. We lost the guy who did Elmo because he had an unfortunate past. Made some bad decisions. Made some bad decisions. He's still alive, but he can no longer Frank voice Oz Elmo. Frank Oz is still around, isn't Frank he? Frank Oz is still around. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jim Henson died of complications of strep throat. Right. Weird. Um, here's a few um, just sound bites to... I've got to make this test really grouchy. Did you like him? The grouch? Oh, that'll teach me to say please. Absolutely. Did you? Hey, now, I don't want that baby near my... This play day is definitely over. He was grouchy. You know, you are a little like Oscar because you, he would live in a trash can and stuff. Yeah, he's like pig pen. He's like pig pen. So you have a little bit of that in you. Um, so. And how about that uh, David Harbour thing about Oscar on Saturday Night Live? I didn't see it. What? No. The Oscar, when he did the Joker thing and he was Oscar the Grouch. I didn't see it. Oh my god! I'll put it in the show notes. I'm writing it down. I, well, you just and you just need to watch it for yourself because it was one of the funniest things I've seen this season. All right, I'll I'll cue it up. And if you're listening, just click on that link on the show notes, and you'll be able to pull it up. Cool. I, I'm sure I can find it on YouTube. All right, all right. <clears throat> Maiden names, Mr. and Mrs. Todd Adams. Okay, so this is how this conversation came to be. We were talking about. Um, uh, some friends of ours who were, I, and I think we were speaking in past terms, meaning it wasn't like they were currently getting mm-hmm. married, but a discussion they had had when they were getting married about whether or not um, the, you know, our friend who was female was going to take the name of yeah. her new husband. Right. And actually, you know what I ended up, I think it was, I was on Twitter and I saw Cheryl Strayed post something about maiden names. Okay. And her comment was, I'm not a maiden and my name is Cheryl Strayed. Right. Like she was trying to be very like, I don't feel the need to take my husband's name. Um, Cause I think somebody was challenging her on that. And so Todd and I got into a discussion about why do people take someone else's last name in the first place. And I need a little history lesson. So what's interesting is for Todd and I, that was a hard decision, or I should say for me, it wasn't really a hard decision for Todd. Um, And this was what, how long we've been married? Almost 20 years, 17, 18 years. 17, I think. And I was 27, no, no, no. I was 30 when we got married and I was having a hard time thinking that I was going to change my name. I still hear people say Kathy Adams and it does not resonate with me, right. meaning that it doesn't sound like my name. Mm-hmm. My name is Kathy Cassani. That's what I was born with. That's who I feel like I am. Um, and so Kathy Adams is like, I'm not quite sure who that is. Mm-hmm. And I know I say it all the time. I've gotten used to it. It's been 17 years, but it's an interesting process for women to give up that name. Yeah. Now, I know some women who are happy to do it. Right. 
No judgment. They didn't love their last name, and so they were happy to take on a new name. And you and I can dive deeper into why we make these choices. But so did you want to say anything about the history, or did you want me to go into it? Um, before you go into yes. it, didn't you have a friend who had, she was a sorority sister, uh-huh. and she had a Greek maiden name, and she went to a Greek married name? Is like a really weird yes, thing. Yes, I have a girlfriend who, yeah. What was that? Um, well, I can't even say it. Meaning it's a really long name. I don't know if I can. Wasn't do it like well. some weird long Greek name? Well, it wasn't weird. It was different. It, it was a long. It was, but weird sounds like there's something wrong I know, with it. But I'm sweetie, being... the, you are the conscious that I am not. Okay. Well, it, she had a very long name. Yes. Irregular. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about my friend Tina Katzademus? Yeah. And then she married a guy whose last name was Demas. Yeah. What are the yes, odds? I know. So now she was Tina Katzademus, and now she's Tina Demas. It's weird. <laughs> I know. Or irregular. Right, right. Yes. Um, so let me get started. So the reason the history lesson, as I understand it, is that back in the old days. Yes, olden times. Um, when a woman married a man, they took on their husband's name because the husband basically had ownership over her. Correct. Women didn't have legal status, legal. so they need to be protected by a husband's name. So you may not know this. So when the husband died, let's say the husband's a millionaire, he dies, she gets the money though, right? Oh God, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. So then we started talking about how when you get married, the father gives the daughter away. Mm -hmm. Up until last Friday when we had the conversation, I'm like, oh, what a benign, cool, ritual thing. It's a little creepy. Well, so think about it this way. The woman doesn't have legal status. It was actually, there is a concept, I was reading the history of it, and there's a concept called coverture, which literally means covered by, and women had no independent legal identity apart from their spouse or apart from their family of origin, which was their father's name. So they were covered at first by their father's name. And they were all, they were almost like property mm-hmm. of their father. And then their father, the whole giving away experience is... Now you're covered by this man now you're instead covered, of me. Correct. Now you will take on... So I guess I'm, that's a little more benign than... than but it's still creepy. Well, it's still property, right? I well, mean, it, you, we have to be careful because property is like slaves and ownership. Correct. You're right. Maybe that's a strong word. It's still ownership. Okay. Property sounds like... You're right. Like it's... Um, but there is, you don't have legal status. Yeah. So I guess we could dive really deep into these words and what they mean mm-hmm. is that you are you are somebody because you have your husband's name. And I have had friends who have gotten into arguments with their fiancés because those friends insisted, not insisted, but would really have preferred that the person that they were marrying got the name of, you know, for me, it'd be like, I would prefer that you take my name. Correct. And maybe that's normal. I don't have any really uh, emotion attached to my last name. And my dad's listening to this. He's probably going (laughs) to, I'll probably get a phone call, but it doesn't really matter. But see, you don't have to, because you never, like. I have three daughters and if they follow tradition, my last name will be expired. Yeah, in I the mean, family. in but y- I don't care. Right, right. I don't care. I said, give one of our. Let's do an Emilio Estevez thing. Like I'm fine with that. Right. And I was fine with you keeping your your Kasani. 
Right. And I guess my my challenge to the guys out there is why? Tradition. What does that mean? Well, I think <laughs> that so traditionally when you get married, everybody becomes the same last name and then you're a family and then you're a unit and then you're one, right? Um, and I think that there is, when you grow up with something and that becomes normalized and that's what your family has and that's what you look around and see, you want to um, do the same thing. You want to you know, mirror that experience. So, but what I think is why this conversation is important is it, it, like tradi- there's nothing wrong inherently with wanting to be traditional, but do you understand the history of the tradition? Which I didn't. Right. And that it really is a, a bit about, you know, now you belong to me. Mm-hmm. And again, we can, those words, ownership and property, I, I totally hear you. Like they don't quite fit, but it is a legal status thing. Like women had no independent legal identity apart from their spouse. Mm-hmm. And that's why they needed to take their name. So if we can but- move, Go ahead. ahead. No, you go. We don't don't live in that society anymore. So then it's like, I think a lot of people would say, and I think women would say this, and this became part of the reason that I changed my name, was it's just easier Mm -hmm. to have the whole family have the same name. Less confusing. Less confusing. Uh, But but if part of you being you wants you to keep your last name, that is worth whatever confusion happens as a result of us having two last names. So there's a bunch of layers. So, okay, say I would have just stayed Kathy Kasani and we would have gotten married. You and I have two different last names, no big deal. But then we have children. Mm -hmm. And then there's still traditionally, or the expectation is they'll take your last name. Correct. Right? And so that then still the whole legacy thing, like I kept my name, but there was no like transfer of my name to anybody. Correct. Now, I know what some families do is they will, they'll have, maybe they have more than one child and one child has one last name and one child has the other last Charlie name. Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. Right. Or Estevez. Right. We played, we, I think it's Estevez, right? No, I think, I think it's Estevez. Really? Think, we, we talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I think the proper way to pronounce um, Latino Spanish words is that if the, if the, Word ends on a vowel and or an S, you put an accent on the second to last syllable. Oh, very good. Estevez. And by the way, I asked my students, my my college students are primarily Latinx, and they told me it's Latinx. Okay. This semester. I asked two or three times because they use it when they were giving the- Versus? Pr- they, Latinx. And you just said Latino. Got it. Shows my ignorance. Well, it's not ignorance; it's it's transition. Well, ignorance means I lack knowledge, so right. I'm lacking knowledge. So, uh, but for a while, I've been saying la- uh, Latinx, and I and they Latinx. were giving and I they were giving their presentations this semester, and two or three of them because they were talking about their own family or own history, they were saying Latinx, and so I stopped them. I'm like, yeah. okay, which one? And they kind of all looked at each other. They're like interchangeably, but we say Latinx. And I'm like, then that's what I'm using. And I wonder if that's because it's 18 to 22 year olds. If you had 32 to 36 year olds, they might say something different. Correct. Right? And I I go with my kids. All right. So let's, <laughs> let's bring it back. Okay. So, <laughs> so real quick. So for my friends who really encourage their wives to have their last name. Uh-huh. My question is, if you have a daughter right. and she wants to keep your last name, right. would you be just as traditional saying, nope, you, I really would like you to take on this man's 
last name. Ooh, that sounds weird, doesn't right? it? Right? Yes. So it's just a, it's a, a, and you know what this is. I'm going to get a lot of guys mad at me for playing this. Okay. This is a trailer. There's a guy, a comedian named Daniel Sloss. Okay. Never heard of uh-uh, him. I mean, no. It's on HBO. He's got a new comedy special. Okay. And this is like 15 seconds Okay, of it. Go I ahead. might have to beep some, beat some of it out, but okay. the, this is what I think some of that's about. Okay. <laughs> Just in a conversation with a bunch of girls, and one of them was like, F- hell, the male eagle is so fragile. And I was like, no, it's not! Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleep, bleep, bleep that F-bomb out. But yeah, the fragile male ego. I think that a lot of that is what this is. So what is, and again, I know this answer, but let's like, instead of just call names and say fragile male ego, what does that mean? And I think if I were to- We're ex- easily offended. And, and why is a male easily offended? It's because not we're bio- used to being in control. Correct. It's not a biological thing. It is tradition has been one way. We've experienced our lives one way. We have basically had some form of power of contr- and control for a lot of years. And then when people start to say, no, I would like you to call me a different pronoun mm-hmm. or no, now I think I might want to keep my last name. It's it. It is uncomfortable for someone who is not used to making those changes. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that that person is inherently bad or wrong. It means that I think traditionally women, girls, um, you know, people of color, uh, you know, have always had to kind of figure out how to fit into certain rules mm-hmm. um, and how to fit into society and, and recognize where Things don't work for them and then, you know, ask for what they need or recognize they're not going to get what they need or whatever it may be. And that's more common to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying us as women and then I, I'm sure people of color would say and then times 10, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for men, sometimes when these things come up, they're like, just take my last name. Let's let's not dive into this. Let's just take my last name. And the question is, is why and Is it, once you talk through it, like, you know, some of the stories you've told me, I think a lot of it is maybe they don't want their birth family to think there's anything off. I think it's, I think it depends who you ask. I think some of it is, I don't want to confuse people. Some of it is, I don't want to have to tell my, my dad or my grandpa that my wife doesn't have my last name. Because then I don't have, I'm going (laughs) to... I mean, use the word control, but then I've already demonstrated that I'm not the man. Um, And again, I think that man would say, no, 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 that's not really how I feel. I think a lot of us are like, we don't, we don't know know why. Right. I don't know. And why it's important. And I hope that maybe there's some couples listening to this. This is not judgment. I took Todd's last name. So I'm not sitting here saying, oh, anybody who takes someone's last name. My sister took her husband's last name. Um, My mom took my dad's last name, obviously. Um, So it's not as if I have any leg to stand on here where I'm saying people shouldn't. I'm saying the discussion, part of the reason I'm at peace with it is because when Todd and I were engaged, he said, don't take my last name. You don't have to. I don't I don't care. And I got to choose. Mm. So I feel at peace because it ended up being my decision rather than a foregone conclusion. So I think my example of, you know, the guys wanting their wives to take the last name, but if their daughters that I, I assume most guys that I know that are raising daughters want them to be independent, strong, 
women, and if they choose to keep that very same last name, what would you advise your daughter to do? Because it, the advice ought to be the same mm -hmm. between wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling most guys are like, no, if my daughter wants to keep my last name, let's mm -hmm. do it. Um, when it's very hypocritical, I guess. Well, and you know, it's interesting because, so this is the history of men and women, but I have a, a lot of uh, female friends who are gay, who are married, and they've done different things. Some mm. of them have um, hyphenated mm. and used both names. Um, I have one uh, friends who one of the women took the other woman's name. Um, and I'm sure that that was a discussion that they had, uh, you know, about who, you know, they wanted to have the same name. So they just chose which one. Um, and then I'm thinking about my other girlfriends. They have they kept their own last names. So those are three very different experiences. Um, same with um, gay men. Like when they get married, did, do you, you know, I'm trying to think of my friend, the, the, the men I know who are married, they kept their last names, but are married. I don't even know. So I guess my point is, is, is uh, in, real quick before the, about the hyphen. Yes. What movies is from? She spent the last three months writing down her married name, Mrs. Judy Hicks, Mrs. <laughs> Donald Hicks, Mrs. Judy Mitchelson Hicks, sometimes with a hyphen, sometimes without a hyphen. Sometimes she spells the hyphen. Oh. Well, I really... <laughs> that was big. That is big. And that's a Tom Hanks snort. <laughs> Didn't he? He just snorted. He snorted. He's wearing that blue suit. <laughs> For pop culture, we got to do big. You were watching on the airplane I know. to Seattle. I know. I was laughing out loud. Just I didn't have the it. audio. I know. Well, it's because I've seen that movie so many times. Real quick before we move on to the movie thing. Uh huh. Mr. and Mrs. Todd Adams. W WTF. We still get things that say Mr. Do we and though? Mrs. I mean, I know we have, but we rarely. You know what? Or I get something. Um, I got a wedding invitation several years ago that said Mrs. Todd Adams. Which is worse, Mr. and Mrs. Todd Adams or Mrs. Todd Adams? I think they're... they're Okay. <laughs> I get so them fast. both. There are people who are... That is... Um, not manners. What is the word I'm looking for? There, Courtesy, there is etiquette. Etiquette of some people's families and especially um, a, a Southern etiquette. Like yeah. one of my girlfriends, her mom is from the South and that is how her wedding invitations were addressed. So it's not about let's slam those people. It's about, it's interesting to get a letter that says Mrs. Todd Adams. It's a very I'm kind word, sweetie. Why don't you just say that it annoys you? It Well, I think to have a conversation, we need to not make someone a villain. I know. You're right. I'm wrong. But sometimes, like, we just got to let our judgments fly every now and again. <laughs> Do we? Eh, Can I tell this? a funny story about this morning? I have a funny story. Quick sure. one. So my daughter was waking up. It's Monday. Even though you're listening to this on Tuesday, we're taping this on Monday. She's having a hard time waking up. I'm spending like five, 10 minutes in there, rubbing her legs, talking about the day, getting her ready. She's finally like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get up. <laughs> Todd bolts in. Here I come. He's like, okay. He opens the blinds. He's like, you got to get up now and I'll drive you to school, but I'm going to drop you off like a half a block away because I got things to do. And da -da -da -da. that was for our listeners. I'm helping our <laughs> listeners because if I have to wait in that long line. I know. But you just it's set ten, me back. 10 less minutes of Zen Parenting Radio. I spent 10 minutes getting her to a place where she could wake up on her on her own you know, merit, like where she felt what? like I'm doing this. Monday mornings are not the easiest. They're not. So Todd had to launch in with his, I'm going to drop you off a, a mile away talk. Okay. So she's there at school. We made it. But <laughs> um, so anyway, the other thing I want to talk about with marriage is we, um, 
my friend Jessica was over a while ago and Todd and Jessica and I were talking about the difference between Miss, Ms, and Mrs. Mm. And Todd it was very open to listening, but he wasn't very clear. I still in this moment have forgotten. Oh, really? Okay. M- Mrs. I know. Okay. Ms. and Mrs. I don't know. Okay. So Mrs. is when a woman is married, right? And she prefers to be called Mrs. versus... Just stay, just stay okay. there. Mrs. is when a woman is married. Okay. Miss, Miss indicates an unmarried woman. Miss is an unmarried woman. Got it. Okay. Sure. This is the history of it. M-I-S-S. They all come from the word mistress. I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, they all, they all originate from the word mistress and, and not, oh, really? the, not the word, not the way we oh. use it now. Okay. Now we use it as like the other woman, but yeah. this is where it comes from. So historically, so miss is an unmarried woman. Mrs. is a married woman in around, I think it was like the 1950s was when Ms was created, Mm -hmm. but it did not really take hold until the seventies with the women's movement. Um, especially with Ms. Magazine, Mm -hmm. you know, do you know Ms. Magazine? MS. Right. And Ms. Magazine, Gloria Steinem, that was like a big, you know, did she start that magazine? Yes. She was one of the people. I think there was several, but she's the, she's the one that we think of. So Ms. indicates a grown, a grown ass woman (laughs) who doesn't want to be represented by her marital status. Isn't that what Miss is? No, because she may be married. She just doesn't want to be represented so, by her marital so status. So a Miss might be married, might not be married. A Miz is never married. No, no, no. Yeah, okay, let's start over. <laughs> this is why we need Back up the truck. Back up, back, 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 back up. Okay, so... Hold on. <laughs> okay, back it up. So... I'm putting, watch my hands, okay? Miss is an unmarried woman. M-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I'm writing this up. Miss. Miss, unmarried woman. M-I-S-S is unmarried woman. Right. Okay, got it. Mrs. M-R-S is married. Got it. Ms. is a woman who does- M-S. M-S, and that put that in the middle, is a woman who does not want to be defined by her marital status. Is she married or not married? Either one. Okay. She doesn't want to be defined by her marital status. Because if you are a miss, you are unmarried. If you are a missus, you are married. So Ms. could be either. You go either way. Correct. Now, my aunt, Peg, who Mm -hmm. we all love and know, who's on Team Zen, um, is was a, a principal her whole life. Yeah. You know, that's a principal of an elementary school. And she she never married. She was Ms. Peggy Jividen. Ms. And that means she could be married or unmarried. Correct. It's it's doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like for the person... So you, there's nobody out there that's Miss that's married. That's correct. contradiction. And there's no one we call Mrs. Who is unmarried. Correct. But Ms. So Ms. is the bridge between Miss and Mrs. And Ms. is a woman who is saying, my marital status is irrelevant. This is who I am. So she could be married or unmarried. Got it. Does that make sense? I had no idea. So I can be Ms. Adams. Yeah, because you can go either way. Correct. You can't be Miss, though. Don't even think about it. (laughs) The way I think about Ms., is I think once you get beyond a certain age, like your maybe early 20s, it's time to be a Ms. professionally. And when I say this, you don't have to, mm-hmm. but I think it just, it, when you're saying Miss, it sounds young. Mm-hmm. And so not only, and this is not something in the history books, it's just Miss 
it, it means unmarried, but it also has a feeling of youth. And and if you are a woman who is working or running her own business or rising through the ranks of your company or whatever, Ms. tends to carry a little more weight. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Got it. And then it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're, you know, you don't, because Mrs., like, you know, obviously demonstrates a certain age. Right. So make sense, Toddy? I get it. I was trying to play a scene from Breakfast Club, but I can't find it. When when Vernon says, hey, Missy, wake her up. She's talking about Ali Sheedy. Right. Remember that scene? Wake her up. Wake and her up. And he's snapping. Um, um, and okay. that's, mi- he's calling her Missy. He's being. I know. I was going to throw that one word. in there. I was yeah. going to throw the. The fourth one in there, which is Missy. Well, that's not really one. That's someone who's trying to put someone down. Yeah, it's demeaning. It's demeaning. But none of these other three we're talking about are demeaning. No, not at all. And a woman, Preference. And woman gets to decide. So should we start asking women, is it Ms.? Absolutely. Mrs. or Ms.? If you go on a form and that you're filling out yeah. online. Which are one of the boxes? It'll say Mr., Miss, Ms., Mrs. There's four boxes. I don't see boxes. Usually it's a drop down. I'm thinking of like writing out doctor's forms from like 15 years ago. So you might be okay, right. So let's not do 15 years ago. Well, you're saying the drop down now has four options. I, I may like have more only, for all I know. I feel like there's only three. Mr. Ms. Mrs. I, in, and there's no miss. Maybe. How do you, how do you say miss? So, uh, so you might be right. It's MS, it's M-I-S-S and M-R-S. Correct. But you're thinking that maybe there's only the choices yeah. are Ms. Yeah, or Mrs. Yeah, I feel like they're That's not true. giving everybody the options. Okay. But see, I don't think a lot of people are like, darn it, you didn't give me M-I-S-S. Like, I don't think people care because Ms. can go either way. And, we, and we're bringing this up simply because it, it, it dovetails. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Example of a word dovetails nicely into you use the, it so often to the <laughs> to the Mrs. Todd Adams argument. Correct. And the whole like you know what are we changing doing? our name and why we do it. And you know for those of you who are like me who did change your name who feel very content with it and you would probably say I did it because I wanted all my family to have the same last name. I wanted our kids. I wanted to keep everything simple. That's me too. Yeah. That's why I did it. And if my girls choose to keep their if they marry. Um, and they choose to keep their name, that's great. If they choose to not, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel a sense of it has to be a certain way. But I think that if um if a partner, if a, you know, in my situation would be like a man like you mm-hmm. was demanding I take your name. Yeah. I'd say now, wait a second. Yeah. Like this this is not something I have to do. Right. And can you and again, you know, it, the the big thing, this is with marriage and with children. If you set people free, then if you hold on to, let me go the other way. If you hold on too tight and demand, it's going to be a fight. I have an example. Okay. And then we got to go on to the next part. Okay. I was listening to Dax talk to Sam Elliott. Oh, I loved that podcast. It's a great interview. Wasn't that great? And he, they were talking about how, you know, in a marriage when there's two actors. Yes. And they travel. Yes. A lot. Dax got some opportunity yes. at an inopportune time. Yes. And he told Kristen Bell, mm-hmm. also known as K-Bell, mm-hmm. I had this opportunity, but I canceled it. Mm-hmm. And Kristen... Because I choose you. Yeah, because I choose you. Yeah. I want to be with you because we're on vacation or right. something big was happening. Kristen said, you're going on that right. interview Correct. for sure. And what was interesting about that was the minute that Dax basically chose her, mm-hmm. then it set 
Kristen free to let Dax free. Correct. Now, what? here's the only tricky part. Why did Dax even say it? Because I think he meant it. Why did he even bring it up? Um, because it's another way. I feel like there way. is a covert sure. thing, which I understand, and I'm not good at this. I need to work on when I'm like, you know what? I had this opportunity to go out with the guys, but I'm going to watch this movie with you instead. Well, the reason it doesn't work with you is because you're so busy all the time anyway that when you're like, I gave up a coffee with a random person who wanted to see me, I'm like, mm. big deal. Right. Like, no. you you don't give up big things. Not very good at it. Right. Let's say that. So, it, okay, my point is, is that why did Dak say that? It's another way of saying I love you, Todd, is that you can say he's trying to manipulate I her. I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I think it's wonderful right. what Dax did. Right. But I think if you want to be at the level four relationship, right. you don't even say it. Sure. I and, mean. And I'm not there. No. I'm barely at level three, which is me choosing something else over, you know, watching a movie at home or right. whatever it is. So, like, these are things that I'm working on. But I, I thought about that when I heard Dax say well, that story. Well, and he, I think part of being in a very, uh, a good conversational open relationship is where you do share things like that. Like mm -hmm. part of what he's saying is I was given this opportunity, but we had this discussion that we're going to be together this week and I, I choose you. Mm -hmm. I love you. Mm -hmm. And if she would have been like, wow, that's really lovely. I think he would have been like, I really do choose you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really here. Right. But it gave her the space. Yeah. To offer, and Sam Elliott said the same thing yeah. that he and his wife, who they're are on both, the honeymoon, yeah. when they tried to call him in for mask, right, I think. right, or no, wasn't was it mask? Maybe yes, it was, you're right, it yeah. was mask. And he said, "I'm on my honeymoon, I can't talk to you." And his wife, Catherine Ross, who you guys may know from The Graduate and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, she used to be huge, mm -hmm. you know. Um, she the next day was on the phone to his agent saying, "No, no, no, he's we'll be coming, there. he's coming." So, and I would do the same for you. The it's a, I know it sounds like a game and some people may, if they're cynical, mm -hmm. but it's just another way of saying, I love you yeah. of saying that in the big picture of life, I choose you and I'm willing to let this go. And then the other person will say, I feel seen now. And because I feel seen, I have the space to offer you this you know, for you, meaning I can back up now yeah. because I feel solid. If someone walks in and says, I'm doing this because this is for me and I'm thinking about me, that person doesn't feel loved or found or they don't have the foundation to offer that space. Well, and this is all about how you say things. Correct. From what energy are you saying it from? So anyways, all right. I want to talk about our partner of the week, which okay. is highlands.com. Many associate ear pain with summer activities, but did you know that winter clouds and flu contribute to sinus infections? Sinus infections are one of the top 10 causes for ear pain. Did you also know that earaches are one of the primary causes for doctor visits with over 30 million visits per year? Highlands can help. After you've been diagnosed with an earache by a physician, try Highlands homeopathic earache drops or tablets. Highlands has been trusted for generations to provide safe homeopathic medicines for all members of the family. Highlands homeopathic earache drops and tablets provide natural relief to help you get back to doing what you love. Visit highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain. Highlands.com slash ear hyphen pain. That's H-Y-L-A-N-D-S. To find a retailer near you, go to highlands.com backslash ear hyphen pain. Claims are based on traditional homeopathic practice, not accepted medical evidence, not FDA evaluated, read and follow label directions. 
Todd and I wanted to give a shout out to two movies that we saw this week. Um, we, Todd and I did a really crazy thing, crazy for us because we're always on our computers is we went out to lunch last Thursday and I was telling about telling Todd about this new movie called Queen and Slim that Lena Waithe wrote and that I had been listening to, I listened to a lot of podcasts about movies and it had been making the rounds at film festivals and I had heard interviews with her and I was saying, just kind of telling him things. He goes, let's go. Let's go. And we just went across the street to the movie. So did you want to say something about that movie or did you want me to give some background about the movie? something really good about walking in a movie and I'm going to kind of like put my own foot in my mouth here, but I didn't know anything about it. You told me a little bit about it, but you know, I I heard about it 10 minutes before walking into the theater. And um, there's something good about walking into a movie with not even just zero expectations. You had no idea. What I had was no happening. idea what it was about. I had no idea if it was going to be good. You thought that you heard it might be good, uh-huh. and it was really good. So I'm kind of like building up expectations for anybody that takes our advice and goes and sees this movie. Um, maybe you can describe what it's about. Sure. But there, within the movie, there's a lot of race religion, race relations mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. power and privilege. All that stuff, and it really kind of forced... Justice system. Justice system. It Mm -hmm. makes you look into the mirror. It makes you look at our society. It's just a wonderful movie. Well, and yes, and there isn't these final answers about anything. Mm. You really, you bring yourself into it. Um, So if you guys saw Good um, Get Out, uh, Daniel uh, Kalua. I think that's how you say his name. He's so good in Get Out, but he's in the movie. And then this woman who I've never seen before, I don't think she... If she's been in anything, I've never seen her. Her name is Jody Turner Smith. Okay. Um, she's she's queen. Um, she's so good in this movie. Mm. I mean, first of all, she's just very beautiful. So like just on first sight, you're like, wow. And then just the acting and the, and just between the two of them. But basically, um, I don't really want to give away too don't much about the movie. Away. But let me say this about, so Lena Waithe wrote this movie. And for those of you who don't know who that is, she and Aziz Ansari wrote the Thanksgiving episode of Master of None, which ended up winning an Emmy. For those of you who watch Master of None, that'll make sense to you. For those of you who don't, just know that she won an Emmy Mm -hmm. and that it was a really great episode. And the woman who directed that episode is a a woman named um, Melina Matsukas, who ended up being the director of Queen and Slim. Oh, okay. Okay. And so... Written um, by a woman, directed by a woman. Correct. Both women of color, too. And it was... They... They, what Lena Waithe said about this movie is that because it's such a different movie, meaning Mm -hmm. the perspective is different, the way it's done is different, you know, a lot of people assume, wow, you really probably had to work hard to get, you know, funding for this movie or whatever. And people were coming after them for this movie. Mm -hmm. Like they were, they had what they needed to Mm -hmm. make this movie. I think Universal put it out. Um, Do you want to tell the story about how they didn't want to? Yeah, that's what I was going to read because I was a little wrong. So, um... Um, blah, 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 blah. She told them, let's see. So Lena told them, she said, she told them what she wanted. The film had to be released in the same year it was shot, that she would have to have final cut over both the script and the picture. And she would not accept notes on the product project from any white executives. And there would be no test screenings. The universal chairwoman said one request. The film had to have at least one test screening. So this is what she said. Waith agreed, but she said the test audience could only be compromised 
of people of color, of black people specifically, mm, and that she wouldn't be required to make any changes based on their feedback. Mm. So that's the story I was telling you that she was like, I'm not doing the test audience thing where I'm going to be told to change the end. Yeah. You know, she's like, I didn't want that. And then Todd, this was the other thing you brought up. The idea for the story originated from a million little pieces, author James Fry. Oh, wow. You said you saw his name on the screen yeah. and he goes, is that the million little pieces author? Yeah. He pitched with the basic log line, like just the 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 first sentence which is and should i should i read this sentence i don't know what it says well it's the it's the basis of the movie i think you i think anything that's in the trailer okay. is safe a black man and a black woman are on a date as they drive home they get pulled over by a cop kill him in self defense and go on the run mm-hmm. now you may say, oh my gosh, you just gave something away. That's, that happens before the credits. It's the first 10 minutes. Correct. Yeah. It, it, and then it doesn't even say Queen and Slim on the on the you know screen yeah. until all of that happens. Okay, got it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that is the premise. Um, but he, you know, Fry had the outline, but Waith wrote it. Yeah. Okay. So um it's really I mean, Todd and I I thought about it for days. Right. I still think about it. That's what's the that's the definition in my judgment of a good movie, one that sticks with you. It and does. I'm still thinking about it. Me too. And that was last Thursday, so it was four days ago. So and then And just, support these movies that are written and directed by women. And go see something different. Yeah. I mean, I know we're all watching The Mandalorian and we're all waiting for Star Wars and we're all watching Frozen. I do too. Yeah. yeah. But go see something different. Yes. Um whatever. But, Show up with your money. Yes. Demonstrate that Demonst- we want these, these types movies. of movies. We want movies that give us a different perspective. We want uh, movies that are created by women, and especially women of color. We want to see a movie that makes us think about things differently mm-hmm. because I I love Avengers movies, but I don't feel any different when I come out of Captain America than Ant-Man. I don't Correct. know about you. <laughs> so I don't. I'll put the trailer okay. into the show notes just so you have it. Okay. Um, and then I'm, can I do quick two minutes on Marriage Story? Please. Okay. So Todd and I saw Marriage Story the other night. We I posted something on Facebook because it was actually our, our Zen Parenting annual holiday party. Correct. Which is a rager. Yes. It was a... We had the CEO there, the CFO, the owners. We had um, the stakeholders. We had the podcast hosts. Podcast hosts. We had the people who write all the content. Yes. And they were all The writers, the producers, (laughs) and it was two people. It was us. Me and Kathy. So it was our two-person annual holiday party. And not to say that our team isn't amazing. We're not trying to throw our amazing team under the bus because they're amazing. Um, but they don't uh, live super close to us. Right. Not, so we we did this. Uh, this is our annual meeting or our annual party. It's our dinner party, our Christmas party. So we went out to eat. We got Portillo's chocolate cake because there's no party without that. And then we watched Marriage Story. The reason that I'm commenting on it is I've had two or three texts from people and I was noticing some commentary last night that a lot of people aren't, that a lot of people are like, wow, this is a rough movie. Okay. The history I want to give you about this movie that I knew going into it was that Noah Baumbach, who wrote this movie, this is semi-autobiographical about his divorce from his ex-wife, Jennifer Jason Lee. I knew that going in, and I knew what the result was going to be because of that. Because now, so you don't feel bad for Noah Baumbach, who is basically Adam Driver, he's now married to Greta Gerwig, who is an amazing director, who did Little Women and Lady Bird. And has a fine life. So maybe you can go into the movie knowing that and that this isn't about 
This is about a divorce. It's not a feel-good story. No. And I know that that can be hard. I'm not trying to be like, so you don't have to see it. But I think a lot of people were like, oh, my God, this is hard. And I'm like, well, it's a divorce movie. Yeah. I just thought the act, I just, Adam Driver, come on. Well, it's one of those movies that it looks like it was written as a play. Yes. It even feels like a play. The way that they talk, And I usually it? get annoyed when I can kind of catch that. Like, what's the movie with Shelby and... Steel Magnolias? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. it seems like they're on stage, but they're in front of a camera. Correct. It's a little annoying, even though I do like that movie. Whereas this wasn't, it was just very well acted. Very well acted and interesting. And, you know, go for, first of all... It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, so it's easy. Adam Driver is amazing. I think he'll get an Academy Award. I don't know. There's, you know, we got De Niro and a lot of other people who will probably be up for it, but I think he will. Scarlett Johansson is amazing. And Laura Dern is amazing. Ray Liotta is amazing. Yeah. And our favorite woman uh, from Unbelievable has a quick... Yeah, she's in it. Merritt Weaver, I think, is her name. She's in it. And what's her name from Airplane? The, um, the mom. Elaine. What's her name? It's, um... I don't remember. Julie. Julie. Julie Hart. Haggerty. Haggerty. That's it. She's the mom. She's Scarlett Johansson's mom. She's hilarious. How did I pull that out of my I head? have no idea. Old um, movies run deep. Okay. Real quick. Sweetie, what's the sound? What's that from? That's uh, Friday the 13th. You know what happens on Friday the 13th? We have a Zen talk. Zen talk. Yes. But Jason will not be there. No. Nor he- will his mother. <laughs> He's not invited. I'm just going to play this while we talk about Team Zen. His mother and her head will not be in our fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Why was that scary, this sound? Because that sound effect? Because it's that sound is happening when people are like moving through the forest. And when they're in their boat in the water. And when they're like teenagers trying to get it on. Yes, they are. Um, So Team Zen, join it. 25 bucks a month. Facebook community. 72 Zen Talks. Oh, I was going to read... a thing that Millie sent that wrote team Zen is like an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. It's a virtual meeting spot where you won't be judged, but we'll be supported with love and open hearts. We help each other continue to grow and evolve and become more aware of ourselves. Frankly, it's just more Kathy and Todd and I for one can't get enough of those two. So sign up. Oh, that's nice. Thanks Millie. Um, I love team Zen. I really love the people. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're in a group like that and we're all sharing of our lives, you fall in love with everybody. I agree. You know, like you just really care what happens. And I don't just mean you and I. I think everybody else kind of feels that way about each other. And one other quick thing. Somebody asked me, um, oh, it's a woman who joined Team Zen. She said, do you say keep trucking because you're a deadhead? (laughs) That's a great question. My answer is no. It's a line from old school. Right. So I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds from old school. Will Ferrell. It's so long. Can you cut it down? Because well, I, I listened to that and it was so long. It I took me forever to get to it. So I know. But it's just, first of all, Will Ferrell forgets his birthday. But anyways. Her birthday. Her, his birthday? His own birthday. <laughs> and then uh, his wife uh, says, you know, we should probably have a divorce. So this is what happens. I mean, I think we should get a divorce. Like a real divorce? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, well, um... Huh. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, listen, I... Actually, I gotta run. Um, but... If I don't talk to you, keep on... Keep trucking. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he's got. (laughs) 
keep, an interesting uh, response to on one trucking. of those. And do you know the song that's playing acoustically? No, what is I it? I think it's Here I Go Again on my own. <laughs> White Snake. White Snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, they're gonna they're gonna go streaking. Yes, through the gymnasium, through the gymnasium, through the, through the quad. quad. Uh, Todd Adams hat. coaching guys. If you're out there, let's do this. That's his new phrase. That's my new tagline. And, let's and tell them where that's from. Uh, that is from Parks and Rec. Bobby Newport. <laughs> when Bobby Newport is in the debate and he doesn't know what to say, he's so, like, "Let's do this." So if there's any guys out there that want to get coached, I'm available. And I've uh, I really love doing it. I love helping and support men become the best versions of themselves. Todd is very committed. I think that the tribe is Todd's second love. Sweetie, you and the girls are first. Oh, okay, good. Everything else is second. Okay, well, you're very good at what you do. Thank um, you, my darling. And he's very committed and, um, you know, uh, just ever, occasionally just be like, I'm not going to do this. And I'll be like, no, go do it. Sweetie, I turn down things all the time, but I don't tell you about it. It's kind of like how I... Told uh, that Zach shouldn't tell you about it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just making that up. I know. Um, we're gonna finish with this amazing classic theme song. Yes. Thank goodness for Sesame Street. What would we have done? Oh, thank you, Carol Spinney. And thank you, Jeremy Kraft from Avid Company. Six three zero nine five six eighteen hundred. Painting and remodeling throughout Chicagoland area. Avidco.net. You guys keep trucking. Adios. Thanks for listening, everyone. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And feel free to leave a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe and review our Pop Culturing Podcast, a Gen X viewpoint on movies and TV with an emphasis on personal growth and self-awareness. It's basically the flip side of Zen Parenting Radio. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen Talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen Talks through the Team Zen podcast app. Zen Parenting Conference 2020 is February 28th and 29th. We'll be discussing sex ed, gender, anxiety, neurodiversity, and healthy relationships. Go to zenparentingconference.com to get your tickets. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at Todd at ZenParentingRadio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give them a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.